My name's Calvin. Welcome to History Slash Her Story, a podcast where we take inspirational stories throughout history and tell it to you dramatically, dedicated to motivate you in your daily life. I totally did not just read that off a script. Don't worry about it. If you're familiar with the Nazi regime which terrorized Europe during the 1930s and 1940s, you'll more than likely be familiar with a man named Hermann Göring. For those who don't know him, Hermann Göring was one of the most important and infamous leaders in Nazi Germany. He was appointed Reichsmarschall in 1940 and held the highest rank in the entirety of the Wehrmacht. He was the head of the Oberkommando der Luftwaffe, with the high command of the Air Force. After the war ended, he was tried and executed at the Nuremberg Trials for Crimes Against Humanity. But this podcast is about honoring dead people who have done heroic, just, and brave things. Clearly, Hermann Göring is not who we're focusing on today. No, today we're going to be talking about his forgotten little brother, Albert Göring. Let's rewind the clock back to March 9th, 1895. In the suburbs of Berlin, a boy named Albert Göring was born to Heinrich Ernst Göring and Franziska Tiefenbrunn. He was the fifth child to the couple and, of course, the brother of Hermann Göring. The two brothers seemed to be opposites of one another. Hermann identified himself as an extrovert, actively involving himself with the crowds and eventually finding himself in a military school. In contrast, Albert was an introvert. He'd find himself secluded from the company of others, and according to Hermann, he had no interest in politics or the military. However, when the First World War began, both brothers eventually found themselves in the conflict. Hermann became a renowned fighter pilot, while Albert became a signal engineer. In 1919, after the war ended, Albert attended the Technical University of Munich. Coincidentally, it was here where he would come into contact with another future Nazi, Heinrich Himmler. At the same time, it was during this period that Hermann began associating himself with the Nazi party and a certain man named Adolf Hitler. For almost 12 years, the brothers found themselves in a period of silence. Hermann's Nazi ideals and association with Hitler caused an ideological split between the two brothers and Albert found himself moving to Austria to pursue filmmaking. And for those many years, Albert lived a life of relative modesty, separated from the actions of the Nazi party, criticizing and speaking out against the Nazis just across the border. But everything changed when the fire na- uh, excuse me, the Germans invaded. In 1938, Albert finally found himself in danger as the German Wehrmacht waltzed into Vienna. Albert's anti-Nazi activities were bound to get him into potentially lethal trouble. But then came help from his own brother who bailed him out. Little did Herbin know, he had just set a bad precedent of bailing Albert out of any trouble. Albert would see to it that his newly found get-out-of-jail-free card would be thoroughly abused for the next half-decade. Just a year later, World War II would begin with the invasion of Poland. As Germany's war began, so did Albert's. Albert's story of resistance is pretty much the story of him flexing his privilege, and it's awesome. Using his position as Hermann Göring's brother, Albert was able to ensure the protection of Jewish families and even personally sign passports to allow them to escape. 
He was able to protect his old Jewish boss, Oscar Pilze, and enabled him and his family to escape Germany. He went up to the infamous SS chief Reinhard Heydrich and convinced him to release several Czech resistance fighters from prison. When he needed higher authority to get what he wanted, he'd pay a visit to Big Brother Herman and ask him to do a couple small things for him, like protecting the famous musical composer Franz Liha's Jewish wife, or even just straight up releasing prisoners from concentration camps. Herman, always willing to flex his political power over Albert's, would always agree. Through this manner, Albert was, reportedly, able to rescue around 100 people from certain death. There are quite a few stories about Albert also openly defying the Nazi regime on the ground level. When a group of Jewish women were forced to scrub the streets by the SS, Albert joined them. The officer in charge, upon recognizing who Albert was, immediately told everyone to stop as he was afraid he'd get in trouble for publicly humiliating Hermann Göring's brother. Another time, when two soldiers on the street saluted Albert, he told them to kiss his ass. When a high-ranking SS officer barged into his office, asking to speak with him, Albert threw him out and demanded him to wait until he was ready. He then proceeded to spend the next half hour chatting with his assistant and looking at family photos before he let the SS officer back in. Later on in the war, Albert was assigned to be the export director of the Skoda Arms Factory in Czechoslovakia. He heavily encouraged passive resistance within the Czech workers. Under his <clears throat> watchful eyes, the workers would also inconveniently lose important documents, accidentally mistranslate catalogs, forget to do important tasks, and so on and so forth. He protected the factory director and his family from persecution, and he'd even been in contact with members of the Czech resistance. He'd sometimes send trucks out to Nazi concentration camps requesting for laborers to work in the factories. After the trucks picked up the laborers, they'd stop in a quiet area and let out all of the prisoners. Albert's open resistance nearly got him killed. He had four arrest warrants hung over his head across the duration of the war. But he'd always come out of the situation alive thanks to big bro Herman. In fact, in 1944, Albert's scheming eventually led to a straight-up death warrant on his head. Even this wasn't enough to stop Albert. As he hid away in the city of Prague to avoid being shot on sight, Hermann once again intervened to stop the Nazi regime from harming his brother. Soon enough, World War II in Europe would come to an end, with the destruction of the Nazis. In 1945, Albert and Hermann met together one last time both detained by the Allies. Hermann was detained for, well, being Hermann Göring, and Albert for being Hermann's brother. They bid farewell to one another on a bittersweet note, with Hermann apologizing to Albert for having to deal with Hermann's legacy and asking him to take care of his wife and daughter. After being convicted of crimes against humanity, Hermann Göring committed suicide with a cyanide capsule. Albert remained imprisoned for another two years, unable to convince the Allies of his innocence and resistance against the Nazis. However, when the people that he'd rescued and saved came back to testify about all of Albert's heroic deeds, he was released. Then the Czechs arrested him, but he was freed from their custody after they also realized what he'd done. When the chaos of the immediate post-war settled down, Albert returned to Germany. But he wasn't praised as a hero. 
No, it was the dead opposite. Because he was a brother of Hermann Göring, one of the world's most despised men. Everybody around Albert shunned and shut him away from society. He lived out the rest of his life in modesty and seclusion, being married several times and working occasionally as a writer, designer, and translator. During his final years living in Munich, he survived on a government pension. To allow his housekeeper to receive his government pension, Albert married her out of gratitude. On December 20th, 1966, a week after his marriage, Albert Göring died in a hospital in Neuenberg. His accomplishments and heroism had never been publicly acknowledged until recent times, and hopefully this podcast will help bring more attention to this wonderful man. So, everybody, that's the end of the story. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I hope you enjoyed listening to me rant on about awesome dead people. If you didn't, that's perfectly alright too. Goodbye, and enjoy life.